Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Hey everybody, I am back. Uh, as you can hear, I am still not 100% back to normal with my voice. I'm actually having some good days and bad days. Um, the other day I had to uh, run out of town and run some errands. and I was thinking the entire day, I was like, oh, my voice is back to normal. I feel great, you know, like this is good. And the next day I woke up and it was probably the worst it's ever been. And I sounded like I had laryngitis or something. So, um, I'm probably going to have to clear my throat a couple of times during this. I apologize <clears throat> like that. I'll try and do it away from the mic. Uh, I'm not quite savvy enough to go through here and, uh, probably delete all those. So I apologize in advance if, if, um, you can hear any of those. Uh, I mean, I feel good. I feel fine. Um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe getting a little winded, uh, doing s- some things around the house, um, you know, like I said, I've been, we're going on almost a month now. Uh, actually by the time this releases, it probably will be a month since I first, um, basically started, started realizing like, I think I feel sick and, you know, I'm not running a fever. I'm not, um, you know, I, other than a little congestion, I, I feel fine. Um, you know, I'm a little, I was a little concerned. I keep hearing about this long COVID and stuff, but it doesn't seem to be, none of the symptoms that I have currently, which is pretty much just my the congestion in my voice seem to really like have that much to do with it. I mean, I guess it's a symptom, but it's uh, people with the long COVID are having a much worse time than I am. So, uh, I don't know what to do. I, I kind of, I am in a kind of like holding pattern. I'm like, well, I'll wait and see what happens. But at the same time, I'm like, man, do I need to go to like an ear, nose and throat specialist and find out what's going on? Like, I don't want to sound like this for forever. So, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird situation to be in. I always kind of thought maybe, you know, I've always had, um, had to wear, um, glasses and contacts for my eyes. I always thought maybe there was a possibility that I might go blind one day. Um, you know, as I get older, I can kind of tell my hearing isn't really what it used to be. I got to ask, uh, especially my wife to repeat things quite a bit. Uh, but I never, I never really thought it never really entered my mind that I might like not be able to talk that I would lose my voice. So, um, yeah, it's, that's interesting. And, uh, it's especially ironic now that I am a podcaster. <laughs> so I, um, sat down with the intention of recording two episodes today and I'm about three minutes in and I'm already, I can already tell, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I might try. Uh, obviously these are going to be a little shorter than usual, just for the fact that I'm not going to be able to carry on for an hour like this. And, um, you guys probably don't appreciate You probably don't like hearing me like this anyway. I probably sound like, um, sound kind of weird, but, um, anyway, I've been putting this off for a long time because I really wanted to do this episode and, um, I wanted to be, I wanted to be back to normal when I did it, but obviously, I mean, it's not just going to happen. I I keep, I keep putting it off, putting it off because I'm like, well, I'll wait till I feel better. I'll wait till I feel better. 
And uh, I got to get it out, man. I, I got to get it out there. Uh, you know, we're already in March. Um, so I, I just, I feel like I got to, I got to put something. One, I got to create some content and get it out there. Two, um, you know, I, I need to get this out there because I want to see uh, what we can do as a community. And um, what this show is about is basically, you know, earlier, if you listen to my, um, not my la- not my last little short episode where I told everybody I had COVID, but the one before that, where I was talking about uh, that that show, the show that will not be named anymore, the one that we're not going to talk about anymore. Um, I was mentioning how one of the cast members had, had posted something in a local community group here and how it had just like floored me. It was just, it was so disrespectful uh, to the local police. Uh, I'm not sure if maybe there were some, some of the things he might've said, um, and that posting might've been aimed toward me. I'm not sure. I'm not, I wasn't a police officer anymore, so I don't know. Um, as most of you know, uh, I was a police officer for 15 years. Uh, most of it, uh, here in, in, uh, on the Kenai Peninsula, I recently retired. Uh, you know, I kind of thought, um, that it was probably a good time to get out. I, I wasn't real happy with, uh, my financial situation with my retirement. Uh, I didn't think that I was going to be able to keep doing it for as long as I was supposed to do it. They, they took away, um, everybody's pension basically back. Uh, it was actually story time, uh, right about the time I got my first job as an actual police officer, uh, on the St. Paul Island, Alaska. It was that year that they had changed the retirement. They, uh, pass the legislation to change it and they were changing it to something called uh tier four well tier three still had a pension system going and i had uh, put in my application gone through all the steps uh gotten hired and because it was such a remote community basically my time even though i was kind of running around i was like kind of working already because i was running around like they had me running errands, like picking up uniforms and stuff to, you know, that I would be wearing. And they had me doing stuff basically that they probably should have been paying me for now that I look back on it. But, uh, my time, my official time didn't start until basically I got there and signed the, the paperwork. And the, I remember the, the chief, uh, who's, who's long since retired, uh, called me and he goes, Hey, you know, they're, they're changing the retirement here. And like, I think it was two weeks or something. And he says, if you could get out here and start before then, you'll be in the uh, tier three, which is a much better retirement. And, you know, I was young and I was moving my entire family out there and I wasn't thinking about retirement at that time. I was just like, man, I can't come out there any sooner. Like we've got a plan. Like this is the day we're going to do this. This is the day we're going to do that. You know, this is the day we're leaving to come there. You know, I can't, I can't really, I don't want to like deviate from my plan. <clears throat> and, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And anyway, you know, we went out there and, and, and we got started and, and things, you know, it started my law enforcement career and I had some pretty interesting uh, experiences there that maybe I'll share here one day. But I had, I'd literally just missed out on a, a 20 year pension by two weeks. And you know, the, what do you, the, the, um, I'm doing the, the forehead slap, you know, the face palm. 
And I didn't really kind of realize what that meant at the time. Um, I mean, I knew it meant like, well, you know, I'll just have to work a little longer. Uh, but I didn't realize exactly what that entailed. So anyway, I went from basically having to work 20 years and, and being able to retire to having to work um, basically until I was 59, <laughs> until I was 60 years old, no matter how old. So it doesn't matter how many years I put in. I had to, I was, I had to reach age, not a time in service. So I, you know, I was young and wasn't really thinking about that stuff. And then, you know, the older I got, the longer I went along, I was like, man, I should, I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have got in there on that tier three. Um, see if I was tier three, I would probably still be working cause I'd only have about five more years to go. But under the retirement system that I was in, I would literally have, let's see, 16 more years to go, which is I mean, that's a career in law enforcement. I would literally be only be halfway done. And, you know, I wasn't happy with the way things were going. I wasn't happy with um, the just there was a lot of things I wasn't happy with. Obviously, I mean, just turn on the news. You can see a lot of it. And I was lucky enough that we were in a position where my wife was like, well, you know, if you want to go, you can go. So I I left and now I do. um I've got a couple of other things that I do. This is one of them. And, um, you know, I've got my uh, reselling business. And occasionally, like every so often, um, I'll miss it or I'll miss something about it. Uh, I don't really miss it like on a daily level. You know, like I'm not sitting at home and hear sirens and be like, oh, man, I wish I could go out there. But um, there are certain aspects about it that I miss. And. I feel bad uh, for the guys that are still doing it because I know a lot of them, uh, especially even some of them that I, I worked with, would would leave in a heartbeat if they could. If they were in a financial situation where they could leave, they would go. Uh, in fact, my my partner that I worked with uh, quite a bit, uh, who's a he's a little bit younger than me, but he actually he was actually um, he actually started a little bit before I did. Uh, we actually left almost at about the same time. For, for many of the same reasons. And, um, you know, I think he misses it a little bit more than I do. You know, we, we text every once in a while. And um, I don't know. I just, uh, I still have an affinity. You know, I, I, I didn't walk out the door bitter and, and, and hating, um, you know, the government or the police or anything like that. I think it's a, it's a noble profession. I think that a lot of people don't understand uh, what they go through and what they do and what they have to see. Um, you know, if you think about it, you don't know, have you ever like called the police and, and said like, Hey, um, you know, my son just got into to the college you wanted to, you know, you want to come over and have some cake with us or, you know, you don't call the police and be like, Hey, I just got some really good news. I just wanted to let you guys know. It's one of the few jobs out there where basically from the minute you clock in or show up to the minute you go home, you're just, you're dealing with people at their worst. They're either at their worst behavior or they're having the worst moment of their life, you know, to have to contact you or they're having, you know, some kind of crisis or they need some kind of help. There's never um, very many positive things that, that you see in this job or that job. 
I'm going to, I'm probably going to slip in between, uh, first and third person while I talk about this. Cause in my mind, I I'm still a cop. <laughs> so, um, don't, uh, don't get confused. Uh, but if I say we, or, you know, me or something like that, talking about it, don't, don't, don't get confused. I am retired, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a profession that not, you know, most people don't really think about it unless you need it. And <clears throat> it was kind of, you know, there's, I've always talked about how there's a lot of parallels between, um, the Bigfoot community and police work, or, you know, at least those Bigfoot research and, and, and police, uh, investigations. And in fact, you know, I'm, I'm actually writing a book about it right now, but there are so many parallels with just how things go, you know, what people think and, and, and stuff like that. And, and just how many, uh, overlaps there are, even though they have, uh, two, you know, one is, uh, could arguably, arguably be, uh, considered a scientific uh, research and the other is public service, but there are a lot of parallels and in, in the way that you can do things. And, you know, there's, you have a lot of, um, the same actions, uh, with both with, you know, collection of evidence, uh, documentation, stuff like that. So there are a lot of parallels between, uh, Bigfooting and police work, whether you really acknowledge it or not. But this was this, uh, Facebook comment that I'm talking about was one of the first times where kind of the politics of today and Bigfooting kind of, uh, intermingled for me. Uh, obviously this gentleman has a, a distaste for, for law enforcement. Um, as you know, a lot of, a lot of people in kind of the fringes, uh, of, of science do, uh, you know, a lot of the conspiracy minded people, you know, the think that police are there to cover up information and, you know, they work for the government and all that. And, you know, I, <laughs> I've addressed that, you know, several times over, uh, and especially, you know, municipal police officers have almost, especially rural municipal police officers have uh, very little interaction or contact with federal, uh, the federal government at all, really, uh, let alone like the FBI and stuff. There's a couple of times where it's overlapped and I've got to work with the FBI, but uh, for the most part, it, it almost never happens. And, you know, if you go back and listen to that um that the second part of the, um, that episode, you can really, you could really tell that it bothered me what, what was said. And it really, uh, you know, I, I could, I didn't like it. And I actually lost a little bit of sleep over it. You know, I tossed and turned quite a bit over it and, uh, I really shouldn't have, like, it shouldn't have probably even registered with me. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have taken two seconds out of my life to worry about it, but I did because here's somebody that isn't in an arguably uh, successful Bigfoot show, uh, you know, at the, at that moment, he was very popular. He's, you know, they've got this Facebook group going, uh, you know, all these people are sending them accolades and congratulating them. And, you know, we want more, we want more, we love you. And here he is, you know, spouting this, this bullshit. So it, it was, it was hard for me. It was a little hard on me. Uh, that's what she said. And I, I actually lost a little bit of sleep over it. Like, man, what, what can I do? Like, I don't have the reach and the grasp that this guy does, obviously. Like I have, 
you know, a few loyal listeners and followers, and I appreciate you and I love you guys, but I don't have the thousands of people, um, people's ear like he does, even though he was spouting this bullshit in a private, um, Facebook group, you know, still it's, you know, (laughs) screenshots live forever, man. I'm sure somebody besides me uh, got a screenshot of it and, uh, you know, it's at any moment it could find its way out into the wild. That's not, I'm not saying that I'm going to do that. I wouldn't do that, but, um, you know, somebody out there has got it. I know for a fact, I know for a fact, probably some of the local, uh, local law enforcement here have it, uh, saved because it kind of irked them too. So anyway, I lost a lot of sleep over it. It really bugged me. Um, you know, I try and stay away from drama here. In fact, I mean, that's other than a couple of things I've addressed here and there, that's probably the biggest drama that, you know, I've dealt with is just the existence of that whole thing and that show. So I was like, man, what can I do? And, you know, I kind of made the decision before I was even done, um, with, with my, uh, review of the show. I was like, I, I can't support this, this network, this, this channel. <clears throat> and then when that come about, I was definitely like, I can't, I can't support anything that supports this guy or has any, you know, gainfully employs this dude. Uh, so, you know, and that's about the only thing you can do anymore. You know, you can't, you, you kind of have to vote with your dollars. So as soon as I was done, uh, with that series, I canceled my discovery plus account and I'm going to take, uh, the money that I would spend normally on discovery plus, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to donate it to a law enforcement charity. It's, uh, called cops COPS. It's concerns of police survivors. It's a nonprofit organization and they provide resources to assist um, families that have had a family member that was a law enforcement officer that died uh, in the line of duty. So that's going to be my first donation. I'm going to take six months worth of Discovery Plus money and put it uh, toward the concerns of police survivors. And then uh, later in the year, I'm going to take the last six months uh, worth of uh, subscription money and I'm going to I'm going to donate that to another uh, law enforcement, uh, charity. I haven't really decided which one yet. I'm kind of leaning towards something with canines because, uh, they don't, uh, they don't get a lot of the, uh, equipment that they need, like vests and stuff like that. So anyway, um, you know, I, I realize, you know, I don't have thousands of followers or listeners, you know, well, maybe thousands of listeners, but I certainly don't have thousands of, uh, subscribers or, uh, followers on uh, social media. And I don't necessarily expect everybody to, you know, join me like, you know, Spartacus and, uh, throw your discovery plus money at, um, at, um, law enforcement charities, but, uh, you know, every little bit helps. And like I said, law enforcement is having a really, really tough time, uh, recently in the last few years. Uh, there's a lot of people that are stuck in that profession that would be leaving if they could. And, you know, they're literally risking their lives, you know, for our safety every day. Uh, you know, I was always one of those guys that kind of like, ah, you know, I, you know, don't call me a hero, you know, don't put us up on a pedestal where people just like you, 
But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to realize, you know, there are people out there who get paid in some cases woefully inadequately inadequately to run towards gunfire while you're running away from it. You know, and I mean, I've been in a situation before where I'm like, oh, there's somebody with a gun over there, you know, let's go. And you go over there, you know, you're going towards the place where everybody else is going away. And, you know, a lot of people don't, you just don't think about it. You know, you go about your business, you you go get your groceries, you, you know, come home, you watch your Discovery Plus, and you don't realize that there's people out there uh, that are you know, willing to, to put themselves in harm's way so that you can do all that. And uh, like I said, we've already had a really hard uh, year this year. If you go to the uh, Officer Down Memorial page, you can see we've already had 67 uh, line of duty deaths in 2022. I mean, I'm going to let that sink in for just a second. 67. This is March. Now, granted, some of those deaths were um, from COVID, but how many of those people got exposed to COVID during the course of their job? Probably most of them. And, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you can, I don't want to hear any arguments about, oh, they should got vaccinated or this or that. There's a lot of people that were vaccinated and unvaccinated that got it and died. And a lot of times, you know, you can't, you can't just say, no, I'm not going to go over there and talk to that guy. <laughs> you got to do it. So... 67 line of duty deaths this year. And that is just phenomenal. That is crazy. It is unacceptable. So hopefully, you know, my little chunk of change that I'm taking from my Discovery Plus uh, subscription, hopefully that can help one of those families, one of those 67 families, buy some groceries, um, you know, do something nice uh, to help get their lives back together. Like I said, I don't expect it to really take off. You know, I've the way I fear, I'll be lucky if two more people cancel their Discovery Plus uh, subscriptions and donate that money to um, law enforcement charity. I, I feel happy if two more people did it. And um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start a little hashtag on social media called Bigfoot Backs the Blue. Uh, I've got some artwork that was uh, generously donated by my good friend at the Bigfoot Art Gallery, Rob Roy Menzies. Um, he donated that artwork. He, he um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he shares my views on this, uh, but he was nice enough to, to draw something up for me real quick. And um, I'm going to use that as the, uh, basically the poster, poster child for this uh, little charity drive that I'm, I'm trying to start up. And we're going to get it out there and we're, we're going to see what happens. Um, hopefully we can get, you know, some people to uh, donate some much needed funds to some people that need it, uh, that uh, have lost a loved one in the line of duty. And then we'll do maybe a follow up later on in the year and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it again and we'll see just uh, how much of a, uh, uh, our voices uh, have carried and see what's happened. So again, this, uh, you know, this isn't a call to action for everybody to cancel their discovery plus uh, subscriptions. Although I think it's probably the right thing to do if you support law enforcement. 
but I understand, you know, there are other um, factors at play here. Maybe, you know, you've uh, have some kind of vested interest in it. Your favorite show's on there. You're, you don't really want to make that sacrifice. Uh, but for me, I think it was, it was, I was done. It was the right thing to do. I didn't really watch the channel that much anyway. <laughs> and um, I don't really think they're going to be showing or producing anything that is going to bring me back. Uh, it's just their quality of programming as far as Bigfoot uh, programming has, has really kind of gone downhill in my opinion. And uh, I just think that my, uh, my money could be better spent elsewhere um, instead of going towards them. So anyway, guys, uh, hashtag Bigfoot backs the blue. Uh, if you want to screenshot uh, your charity of choice or your donation that you make and uh, throw that up on social media, I will share and retweet and just um, highlight everything that I can that I see with that hashtag that uh, is doing some good out there. We'll try and get something going on the Alaska Watch podcast website uh, where maybe you can put in a code and maybe you don't necessarily get um, a percentage off your order, but a percentage of your order will get donated or we'll do something like that. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that I think that's the right thing to do. I just, I feel like that is the correct response. Um, I wanted to talk for just a minute about um, line of duty deaths and how it's affected me. Uh, You know, there were two officers that were killed in Huna, Alaska, which is in Southeast Alaska. And that was Officer Matthew uh, Tokuaka. I think I just butchered his name. And Sergeant uh, Anthony Wallace, uh, they were actually uh, killed by gunfire uh, at the same during the same incident, and um, that was um, in 2010. And after that, I mean, that was a very small department. I think they only had about four officers, so basically, 50% of their uh, department got taken away right then and there. And um, myself and um, my partner, the officer I was mentioning earlier, we actually went out there and worked for a couple of weeks um, to help uh, supplement their their manpower for their department. So uh, we actually volunteered to go out there, work for a couple of weeks uh, after the uh, those two officers uh, gave their lives, and that was kind of a, a humbling experience. You know, you go out there and you're working uh, in this community that uh, one of the community members have basically just taken these officers' lives. And it was interesting just to see how um, friendly and welcoming the community was. You know, generally, a lot of times in smaller communities like that in in Alaska, uh, they're a little um, leery of strangers. And I felt like we were were pretty well welcome out there. They treated us good, took good care of us. And um, I think I was really fortunate to do that. It was a really interesting experience. And uh, we got to help out the department in their time of need. And that was awesome. And uh, the other one I want to talk about is Sergeant uh, Alan Brandt from the uh, Fairbanks Police Department. Uh, I have a couple of good friends on the Fairbanks Police Department. Um, I don't know that I actually had ever met Sergeant Brandt in person. I might have. I mean, you know, Alaska is a, it's the biggest state, but when it comes to population, it's one of the smallest states. And so when you're in a niche community like law enforcement, 
there's a lot of um, overlap. And, you know, it's possible uh, Sergeant Brant and I had been in a class together at some time and, you know, maybe just never, never had a chance to really sat down and talk. Uh, he was killed in, um, 2016. And I remember, uh, my wife and I were at the Anchorage hospital and my uh, brother-in-law had had uh, a heart attack and we were there visiting him and, uh, he, he's doing okay. He's, he's still out there kicking. And I remember thinking like, man, I bet, I bet Sergeant Brand is here. Cause I heard he had been flown to Anchorage. So, um, uh, my wife and I kind of wandered down the halls a little bit and, um, I actually ran into the, um, the Fairbanks chaplain who I knew I actually went to the Academy with him and, uh, he was there with, uh, Sergeant Brandt's wife and, um, uh, another, uh, APD officer. And, um, I walked in and, and, you know, the chaplain knew me and, and we, we talked and I, um, you know, told that, uh, Miss Brandt that, uh, I was sorry for what happened and I hoped that he pulled through, told her that, uh, if she needed anything that, you know, we'd be willing to, uh, to take care of her. I think we offered to go get them something to eat and they had just ate or they had food on the way. And, um, he actually, um, came out of, of the hospital. He, he came out, uh, you know, in stable condition. Uh, he showed up at, uh, city council meeting a, a week or so later he accepted some kind of a award or something i don't i don't remember or a medal of valor or something that they gave him and he had to go back in for for another surgery not too long after that uh to it was a continuation of the surgery they had begun i think um, when he first uh, got injured and uh, he did not survive that surgery so that that was real heartbreaking uh, especially when you, you found out, oh, okay, you know, he's okay. And then it turned out he wasn't. So, you know, I tell you those stories just to, just to give you a sense of, you know, you, you get up and go to work one day and maybe for whatever reason, you just don't get to come home. So that's what a lot of these guys and, and women face every day. Uh, they're not appreciated. They don't get enough credit. And it just, it really, it breaks my heart. And then especially to see somebody with a lot of influence, somebody that's just kind of coming out into the Bigfoot community and has influence over people, uh, to make those kind of statements, uh, that he did, it just, uh, it, it disgusts me. It makes me sick. And I, I feel like I have to do something and, you know, I'm, I'm a <laughs> pretty easygoing guy. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what publicly, arguing or fighting with the dude's going to do. So I am going to, um, I'm going to vote with my dollars. I'm going to take my dollars away from, from his, uh, place of employment. And I'm going to put them somewhere where I think they're going to do the most good, which is, uh, the concerns of police survivors. And it would, um, it would make me so happy if, if you would do that too. And, um, just, uh, tell a police officer, that you appreciate what they do. You know, um, like I said, uh, every day they see people at their worst. So maybe if you could give them a little taste of somebody at their best, uh, they might appreciate it and it might make a difference in their day. So I'm going to end it here before I completely lose my voice. Um, I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed, uh, listening to this episode. I know it's kind of a downer, 
Uh, I'm going to come back with something uh, a little bit more positive. <laughs> and um, I've got some really cool cryptid stuff coming up, some Alaska cryptid stuff. But um, like I said earlier I, in the other episode, I'm kind of waiting until uh, things get a little bit back to normal, meaning my voice. I don't, I don't sound like um, like I'm whispering or Batman or something. Uh, so this is usually the part of the podcast where I uh, promote my stuff. I'm not going to do that. Uh, instead, please uh, go to a police uh, charity and you know give them a couple bucks, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you feel you can afford to give. Um, Maybe send a card to your local police department. Thank them for what they do. And, um, yeah, try and, try and make a difference uh, in, in somebody's life that has uh, so much negativity to deal, to deal with on a daily basis. So, anyway, guys, um, I'm going to put some links also with the uh, in the uh, show notes uh, for some of those charities if you want to check them out. And uh, remember, you know, screenshot it, uh, post it on Instagram, Facebook, something like that. Hashtag Bigfoot backs the blue and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll share it. We'll get it out there. And, uh, just, um, thank you to everybody that, uh, works or has worked in law enforcement. Uh, I know it's a, it's pretty much a thankless job, but, uh, there are people out there that appreciate you. It's hard to, to get recognition sometimes. Uh, I'll tell you this really quick story before I go, cause it's kind of, it kind of sums everything up. Uh, so <clears throat> a couple of years ago when this, uh, or it was, was it 2020? I guess it was two years ago when uh, all this uh, Black Lives Matter BLM stuff was going on. Um, here in our tiny town in Alaska, we had a BLM protest, which is hilarious because I don't think, I mean, I don't even know how many African-Americans we have living here. It's not very many at all. I mean, I have, in my time here, I exponentially arrested more white, native, Hispanic, so many more of <laughs> of those um, uh, races than I did black people. But that's neither here nor there. So they had the the little rally here, which is fine. And it was just down the street from the police station. I'm sitting in my office and I can hear them like yelling all these chants about how bad the police are and everything. And it really got to me. It was really kind of, you know, demoralizing. And then a couple of days later, uh, I come into work and there's all these little signs around the police department. Like, you know, we love HPD. You know, we love the police. You guys are great. And all these happy little signs and stuff. And, you know, I was working day shift at the time. And I think I was working, I was working or I worked late the night before or something and they weren't there when I left. And, uh, I remember asking somebody like, well, when did they, when did they, so these people, which God bless them, you know, like I'm, I'm glad they did it. It was a great thing that they did, but th- these people that brought in the, uh, the, the support, the police signs, they literally did it under the cover of darkness. Like they brought these signs in and put them up in the middle of the night and I don't know if they did that so that they wouldn't get harassed or so nobody would know who they were. But even though it was a, it was a very touching gesture and it, they meant well and it was great. 
always stuck with me with like, you know, how these people that are against us are out on the side of the road in the middle of the day, you know, shaking signs and screaming at the top of their lungs. And the people support that support us Kate literally came in like thieves in the night under the cover of darkness and put their little signs up saying they loved us. And I was, you know, part of me, I was thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. But another part of me was like, man, you know, like, why couldn't they have like, you know, made a public statement or made, you know, like at least done it in the middle of the day. Uh, but they came in under the cover of darkness and did it. <laughs> So, um, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, even if you want to send an anonymous note or something like that, that's great, but it means a lot, uh, if, you know, they can, you can look them in the eye and, and tell them you appreciate them. So anyway, I'm out of here guys. Um, uh, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.